Hello and welcome to D&D Learning the Game. I'm your host, Jason DM, and today we're going to be covering Half-Elves. Um, I'm going to be reading from the Player's Handbook today, uh, as always, and I'll be starting on page 38, and as with any of the race uh, podcasts that I do, I'll start off by reading through the book, giving a good idea of what's included, uh, or the, the kind of the way that the half-elves exist within Dungeons and Dragons within that universe. And then after that, I will give some notes on if there's any um, particular aspect of the half-elf that you should probably take note of on your character sheet. Um, And then after that, I will talk about how they exist within the universe of uh, D&D or just in the, the game that you're probably going to be going into. Looking over it, there's not much actually for us to cover today. Uh, just two pages worth of details. So I'll, I'll cover it and then we'll see how long this one goes for. Shouldn't be, shouldn't be too long. Anyway. Without messing about, I start off on page 38. If you want to read along, um, it's page 38 of the Player's Handbook, and it begins Half-Elf. Walking in two worlds but truly belonging to neither, half-elves combine what some say are the best qualities of their elf and human parents. Human curiosity, inventiveness, and ambition, tempered by the refined senses, love of nature, and artistic tastes of the elves. Some half-elves live among humans, set apart by their emotional and physical differences, watching friends and loved ones age while time barely touches them. Others live with elves growing restless as they reach adulthood in the timeless elven realms, while their peers continue to live as children. Many half-elves unable to fit into either society, choose lives of solitary wandering or join with other misfits and outcasts in the adventuring life of two worlds. To humans, half-elves look like elves, and to elves, they look human. In height, they're on par with both parents, though they're neither as slender as elves nor as broad as humans. They range from under 5 feet to about 6 feet tall, and from 100 to 180 pounds, with men only slightly taller and heavier than women. Half-elf men do have facial hair, and sometimes grow beards to mask their elven ancestry. Half-elven coloration and features lie somewhere between their human and elf parents, and thus show a variety of even more pronounced than that found among either race. They tend to have the eyes of their elven parents. Diplomats or wanderers. Half-elves have no lands of their own. Though they are welcome in human cities and somewhat less welcome in elven forests, in large cities in regions where elves and humans interact often, half-elves are sometimes numerous enough to form small communities of their own. They enjoy the company of other half-elves, the only people who truly understand what it is to live between these two worlds. In most parts of the world, though, half-elves are uncommon enough that one might live for years without meeting another. Some half-elves prefer to avoid company altogether, 
wandering the wilds as trappers, foresters, hunters or adventurers and visiting civilization often rarely. Like elves, they are driven by the wanderlust that comes of their longevity. Others, in contrast, throw themselves into the thick society, putting their charisma and social skills to great use in diplomatic roles or as swindlers. Half-elf names. So half-elves use either human or elven naming conventions as if to emphasise that they don't really fit into either society. Half-elves raised among humans are often given elven names and those raised among elves often take human names. So half-elf traits. So this is a part where you're probably wanting to take a wee note um, on your character sheet or on your notes section. So your half-elf character has some qualities in common with elves and some that are unique to half-elves. So first off, ability score increase. Your charisma score increases by two and two other ability scores of your choice increase by one. Now that's pretty sweet. So take a note of that on your character sheet. Just choose, the, well, put two next to the charisma so that you remember that you're going to add two there and then pick two others on that, that list of six. Uh, strength, dexterity, constitution, etc, etc. Have a look and pick which one of them you want to add one more to. Uh, you, might want, you may want to wait until you see what your roles are for for them as well um a bit of uh, advice there is make sure that if you're increasing it by one if you've got one that's sitting at a 15 or sitting at a 13 by putting it up by one you're going to increase the modifier by one whereas if you move it from just being at a 12 to a 13 you're not going to have a immediate modifier uh, improvement you would have to wait until you get to put another point into it so just choose carefully with what you're doing there age Half-elves mature at the same rate humans do and reach adulthood around the age of 20. They live much longer than humans, however, often exceeding 180 years. Alignment. Half-elves share the chaotic bent of their elven heritage. They value both personal freedom and creative expression, demonstrating neither love of leaders nor desire for followers. They chafe at rules resent others' demands and sometimes prove unreliable or at least unpredictable. Size. Half-elves are about the same size as humans, ranging from 5 to 6 feet tall, and your size is medium. Just take a wee note of that as well, um, so that you remember that your size is medium, just in case you're trying to jump through a window. Uh, Speed. So your base walking speed is 30 feet. Take a note of that. There'll be a space on your character sheet for that. Dark vision. Thanks to your elf blood, you have superior vision in dark and dim conditions. You can see in dim light within 60 feet of you, as if it were bright light, and in darkness, as if it were dim light. You can't discern colour in darkness, only shades of grey. So just a wee... Uh, first off, take a note of that on your character sheet. You can put it in features section or even just a spare bit of the sheet somewhere so that you remember, as well as just how you interpretate that. Your dark vision will be as if you're seeing things in black and white. Uh, Fey ancestry. You have advantage on saving throws against being charmed and magic can't put you to sleep. Very important. Make sure that you've got a note for that. So make sure that you've got 
in your features, they're putting a bullet point saying that you can, that you get an advantage on saving throws against being charmed and magic can't put you to sleep. Two separate bullet points for them. Skill versatility. You gain proficiency in two skills of your choice. So now you get to look at your skills and you get to choose two of them to be proficient in before you even get to choose your your class. Um, languages. You can speak, read and write common, elvish and one extra language of your choice. So take a note of that as well. Choose. Make sure that you take a note that you can read and write common and elvish and then you get to pick another language. So you could pick Gnomish or... Um, what other languages is there? Uh, Dwarven. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can pick what ones you want. So, there's the kind of overview and the bullet points for your character sheet. Last little bit to, to finish up on is, it, it explains it there just when we're reading the alignment. Uh, Half-elves share the chaotic bent of their elven heritage. They value both personal freedom and creative expression, demonstrating neither love of, sorry, neither love of leaders nor desire for followers. They chafe at rules, resent others' demands, and sometimes prove unreliable or at least unpredictable. So that's a good uh, way of interpreting how the world looks at a half-elf. They're, they're quite chaotic. They're quite um, in the uh, spur of the moment, uh, but not but not looking to, they're, they're quite, they're, they act alone is the best way to put it. And, and they're not, they are chaotic neutral. They, they do purely what they want. They may not work in the favour of the party at all times and they can be quite selfish. Um, but it may work in their heads that it's worth being, you know, part of the group because they want to succeed at something. So it works in their favour to be part of the group. So that may be their chaotic choice to do that. Anyway, that's just a wee kind of overview. There's one little bit here that says excellent ambassadors. So many half-elves learn at an early age to get along with everyone, diffusing hostility and finding common ground. As a race, they have elven grace without elven aloofness and human energy without human boorishness. They often make excellent amb ambassadors and go-betweens, except between elves and humans, since each side suspects the half-elf of favouring the other. So that's given you another uh, insight into how, as a half-elf, as someone who is an in-betweener, you need to learn to work both sides. And that's probably why you do get that charisma boost as soon as you pick the half-elf. So you're getting that charisma increase because they need to be They've had to live in two different societies, two different, well, I mean, look, I'm saying two different cultures and societies. They're having to live between two races which have a multitude of cultures and, and societies. And it's a lot for one being to take on. It's a good thing that they live to 180 years and beyond because there's so much that they probably have to take on. In, in such a short space of time when they're when they're quite young. I'm speaking as if like half elves exist <laughs> the way that I'm going on here, but it's just like if you were wanting to sit and play that race, then that should probably give you a good insight into how to play this in accordance with 
uh, the Wizards of the Coast when they put out the, the player's handbook for Dungeons and Dragons. But of course, as I say to everyone pretty much in all of these episodes and anyone that I sit with and play with, you do not need to do what that book says. Um, you can completely come up with your own mythology for the half-elf race. Um, you, for all we know, that the half-elves may be the most dominant race within your world. It's, the way that the book puts it there is as if they're not really that dominant, whereas you would think that, well, me personally, if I was creating a world, I would probably make it that that, that half-elves were the the dominant race because of a merge between elven and human realms but in the world of dnd uh, elves and humans can be quite suspicious of one another and uh as as we have read earlier on elves can be quite uh put off by the how humans are always in a in a race to exceed one another and do more and they're quick to fight and quick to 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 whatever really whereas an elf likes to take their time and doesn't really grow up until they get a little bit well into what a, a human would be an adult anyway um so that's pretty much that for today um it's a very quick part of the book only two pages as i said but there you go it only has to be that um, I'm sure there's plenty of variants on half-elves as well, so if you want to read up on that, just go on the DMs Guild and type in half-elf and see if anything comes up, or just go into Google and type in half-elf variants. Other than that, that is us for today. Um, if you would like to support the show, um, or you would like to follow when new episodes are coming out, please just go to my Twitter. It's at JasonDM14. I also put a wee uh, note to it in the description for this as well. So it means as well as I put new YouTube episodes up or as I put new episodes up for the podcast, you can see them as they're coming up. Other than that, thank you very much for your time today and I hope you're having a wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye.